queen. Are you ready to conquer the world while conquering people's hearts? To touch the soul of everyone that comes into touch with you and leave them at least 1% better? To step into your highest, most extraordinary version through learning about the things that truly matter when leading your empire? Then I warmly welcome you to the Queen of Hearts podcast. My name is Yasmin, call me YOYB, and I develop the human behind the label CEO. So without further ado, have a seat on your throne, let's dive into today's juice and make you a queen of hearts. Welcome to the first interview in this new podcast. I'm so, so excited to... Ah, why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm sitting in front of one of the most beautiful, shining and radiant women I've ever met in my life. Her name is Selena and she's got a story to tell y'all she's got a story to tell and i'm not going to spoil too much but um yeah i'll just let yourself introduce you and then i'll guide you through some questions i have for you so welcome lena mm -hmm. thank you very much i very much appreciate it thank you for having me here and my name is lena <clears throat> i was laughing because i was curious how you are going to introduce me and The way I was shining, I was mirroring your shining because you were just radiating. And I was like, wow, she just completely opened and I opened up as well, even though we just had a very intimate and deep conversation beforehand. Um, it was different. I don't know. And I just uh, liked how you opened up and I just took over. So my name's Lena. Now I am 30 years old. It doesn't make a difference. I'm usually a I don't care how old I am. I, I never really cared. But now it is important to me because I've been here three times, 10 years, and it does make a difference. I know that now I am very, very different to a person who, or to me, when I was 25 or even 27, eight, and I, I have a feeling that numbers make a difference just by the numbers themselves. I do believe in certain kind of things. <laughs> so that's why I mention it. And I'm a coach. I'm a mindset and relationship coach. And I help women build as heart-led queens. Because what I see is that most people are women and men. I used to coach men beforehand. Um, are led by their head. And that is fine to a certain point. And at some point, you don't get any further if you don't open and activate your heart again. So I'm helping women to build as heart-led queens and live a soul-matching relationship. I always read soulmate and I really like the word soulmate because you are mates who mate on a solely base. But what I find is that most people as long as they are not really healed or on a journey where they want to make it matching it's not really yet matching so for me it's also about the soul matching relationship with each other that's me <laughs> so beautiful and i cannot i cannot fathom the quote-unquote coincidence i do not believe in coincidences at all no. and i mean you already mentioned we had a pretty deep spiritual talk before we mm. started recording you said you help heart-led queens and yes. i'm completely effing mind blown because i can't even talk right now i didn't tell 
I yeah, I didn't tell Lena the name of the new podcast. Like no, no. one knows it. And the no. I mean, you are listening to this, so I can I can tell you, you see it. The name of the podcast is Queen of Hearts. And you yeah. said you oh. said Heartland Queens, and I'm like, how crazy is this? I mean, we we just realized <laughs> we have a deep spiritual connection. That is crazy because you just said in the intro this is the first interview so I didn't even know the name this is the first interview it was the best introduction for your podcast as well without even knowing that it was an introduction oh my god that's so amazing (laughs) I I would say officially welcome to the queen of hearts podcast (laughs) I'm so happy I can I can be with you here welcoming that's so amazing Amazing. And after your beautiful introduction of yourself, I'd like you to, or first, I'd like to give a little bit of context why I invited you. And Mm -hmm. that is because you've been through some, humbly said, emotional hardship. And you experienced a pretty difficult situation in your life, like one or one and a half years ago. And my intention for this interview, for this conversation we're going to have is to give people the strength and an idea of how to quote unquote recover from emotional hardship, how to get out of breakdowns and see them maybe even as breakthroughs for yourself personally and how to like rise dramatically said like the phoenix from all of it so if you don't mind i would love to invite you to just give a little bit of context of mm-hmm. what you experience as far as you want to share it um and then what would you say what's your biggest like skill or inner resource or juicing nugget you take away from it like what what was your like main learning from all of this mm-hmm. Okay, so what I've been through is an extraordinary experience a lot of people actually go through. Um, You would be surprised how many young women and men actually lose their love of their lives. And it feels like losing, but you don't actually lose them. So um, by now, I'm very careful about how I put things, but I'm trying to make it as everyday languagey as possible. So um, the man I chose to be together with, we were together for a few years. We wanted to grow old together. We started to build a business together. So while I was coaching um, in my business, I also coached in his business. So I was leading two businesses at the same time and they were very successful. And one day he died and then I fell into a very deep hole of apathy for six months. I thought I was depressed, but um, I figured a few months later, like eight or nine months later, that I wasn't depressed. I was actually non-reactive to anything. Like I didn't care about anything. I didn't eat. I didn't really drink. I, I was just, I, it's funny because as much as I was in pain, it was the only time really I was being. And that is really weird because ever since I got back on track and started to work on my business and develop 
my personal things, not depending, trying not to depend on others. I have not really got back to that simply being, which is very interesting. So that's something to think about because even though you're in pain, um, you decide how to deal with it. So when he died, um, my brother and my father picked me up. I used to live in Berlin. I don't live there anymore. I went to, they, they took me back uh, to my hometown and I spent my first birthday one month after his death <laughs> with my family. First Christmas. And New Year's Eve is a funny thing because our date was the 1st of January, which is interesting because every year now I am, this is the 2nd, 1st of January. I gather new memories to, um, not to replace them, but just to be fine with them. Because my, my man used to say that he would take me to places he went to with other women, not to replace memories but to have other memories too it doesn't have to be a bad memory because you went there with your ex and now you're not talking anymore blah 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 you can go with the new one and create new ones where you're full of joy and love so I took that away from him no like I, I'm taking it with me with me so I used to do like there were both businesses going on and when he died I focused on his business and when shit got oh sorry when things got bad <laughs> when things got bad um I stopped doing his business there were some obviously some private family things there why I couldn't continue so I focused on mine and that's when I said okay I need to get help because I lost Except for two people, I lost all of my friends, so-called friends. I mean, they were friends until that time, and they are very, very lovely people. They are still amazing. It just doesn't work anymore because I'm on a different journey than they are. So one of the things that I had to learn is not only to let the love of your life go in his physical form on earth, but also your social safety net, because I didn't have a safety net. So one of the most difficult things for me was to realize that there is no such thing as safety except within yourself which everyone says and I think many people understand it and it's very attractive to hear that and to be reminded of it but once you actually experienced it it's hard it's hard and it's at the same time something that no one will ever be able to give to you because you will not take it because you know they can take it away again so I started to build relationships differently I sound very masculine I know I am absolutely in my feminine energy I love receiving I love being taken out for dinner I love receiving personal and honest presence I wasn't like that before so that's a thing I also learned to actually receive it's just how and what I receive that is it's very very different because um, I'm seeing someone at the moment or we started to see each other and he I he said so what if the universe is sending you someone who has already taken care of you and now he's sending you someone again who will take care of you and give you safety. <laughs> and I told him that I appreciate it and I do hear what his message in this is. And at the same time, I told him I 
would be very happy if it matches between that man and me on a accompanying level. I'm very happy to accompany him and him to accompany me, but he will never be able to give me what is not yet inside of me. This is something I have to find and I will find, and I'm on my way on finding it. He can only support me. So I think a very, 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 very important learning is um, no person is here to actually give you something, to fill up something inside of you. Every person is here for you to support you one way or another in a good way or in a bad way. I don't believe in good or bad. I believe in it's working and it's not working. It's compatible. It's not compatible. But either way, you will learn something. You will take something away. And I figure that um, if it's if it's a match between you and friends and family members even, and because I do think that you choose your family, I do think that you can unchoose family members as well. I have done that. Um, it's about supporting and accompanying each other. And I can help you find what is not yet inside of you, but you will have to do the finding itself. I can only accompany you. So this is something I learned. And I learned that you're never really alone because you are only alone if you abandon yourself. And I did abandon myself. And I see a lot of women and previously men abandon themselves in relationships. So you don't have to necessarily die to abandon yourself afterwards. A lot of people go through a similar kind of grief um, when they break up. So it's very similar. It's not, it's just not as dramatic, but for some people it's even as dramatic because every time someone leaves you, every time someone dies, that part you connect with them, a part will die. So something I had with him that will never be inside of me again. And I'm not talking sexual <laughs> funny because I'm very, um, yeah, I'm very ambiguous, <laughs> but no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> Things die and you won't get them back. And I think that's a very important thing that it's okay that this thing died inside of you as well. And that you are not here to replace it. You, I think, everyone who has lost someone will know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't move forward. You move with, you never move on. You like, this is not something, Oh, I leave it behind. Bye. I'm just going to go there. You move with the relationship you experience, the love you experience, the pain you experience, the loss you have. It will move with you. Like you move with it. So I think, um, as long as you abandon yourself, to completely break down and find yourself to be able to break, break through again, you'll be fine because you're never alone. And even though it feels totally alone, you aren't. Wow. So much wisdom. So many nuggets. Thank you for sharing that so openly and vulnerably and intimately also. Mm. Every time you share your story, I could just like, bow to you because I'm like, you know, it's, it's not about comparing pain or problems people experience and everyone is on their own path. But do you know that feeling when something before just appeared as if there were like a privileged problem to have? I was thinking about it when I posted my post yesterday that 
fear of looking stupid, for example, is a privileged problem to have. When I look at my mom and I see that she had no choice than taking that journey she took, like coming to Germany at the age of 17, not knowing anyone, not knowing the language, needing to get work to pay for food on the table and such things. And as I said, it's not about comparing pain or problems or whatever, but it's, I personally take so much strength and so much power away from just listening to you and Mm -hmm. you sharing your story. And I'm so inspired in so many ways when I listen to you and you mentioned a lot about safety. And I personally believe and see that a lot of entrepreneurs are looking for that safety for their business, meaning Mm. safety for them, for money, meaning safety for a certain network, Mm -hmm. meaning safety for whatever identity they have developed up until this point, meaning safety or whatever. And after what you've experienced and the conclusion you are aware of now that nothing is ever safe and that safety has to be sourced from within, Mm -hmm. like, what would be the advice you would give to people that you observe being on the constant safety search in the external world? Mm. Well, first of all, I think it's totally normal to look for it because (laughs) it's part of who we are. We really want to, um, we really want to feel safe. So a lot of people will, enter relationships that are not meant for them really because they interpret safety into it even though it's not really there a lot of entrepreneurs will start a business because they think they will get millions overnight and they will be safe because money means safety they don't realize that most people have worked for it for 10 years and it clicked overnight when then everything turns into money and luxury but it's not usually the way so I think an advice I have experienced and I also give in my coachings is it's a way take your time realize when you're looking for safety because you want to feel something within you that is like a feeling of emptiness usually we try to fill emptiness with some kind of safety or something so i think realize what the triggers are where you feel unsafe um pinpoint them have a look what's behind it what's the story you tell about yourself about that point of safety or unsafety um have a look if you can reverse it somehow if you can change how you look at it because I don't usually use the word problem, but if I say topic or theme, people will probably misunderstand it. So the problem is never the problem. It's how you view it. So it's how you tell the story. So how can you change the story? Um, This is something you can practice every day. This is the easy way, the surface way, which can go deeper. And then the deeper way where I had a lot of help. I know I coached my self because the way I was taught coaching was to be able to coach one other person big groups and yourself so everything I do with my clients I do myself as well on a daily basis quite a lot but I also go to other coaches so um, when I'm really desperate because everything seems to just crumble down on me and I don't know like 
hell's unleashed. <laughs> I do look deeper and I do look where in my at my younger age, I felt unsafe and how I was trying to get that safety because usually how you learn to as a young person, you will do variations of it now. So, for example, when my sister would get all the validation because that was her path, she's living a different life now than me. And the funny thing is I love my sister to bits and pieces she's one of the most amazing women i know at the same time i don't feel very close to her like you should to a to a twin sister so and this is just two days ago i had a fucking revel amazing revelation two days ago i was talking to a client and i actually said you know because we were talking about friendships i mean if we do relationship coaching it's never just that one relationship with that one man and we do a lot of things and the funny thing is as we were talking I realized I'm looking for a sister when I'm looking into friends hearts so when I'm yeah I I don't have a lot of close friends at the moment because as I told you I lost my I lost yeah I know um the my safety net got faded and I haven't yet found people um, who would accompany me the way I needed them and I accompany them the way they would like me to accompany them. And the funny thing is I'm looking for soul sisters and I realize it's because I have never really felt close to my sister, even though I really, really love her. So, and this is not a bad or a good thing. There's no such thing as good or bad, even though most people will tell me, yeah, Lina, but what about raping and murder and blah, blah, blah. Come to my coaching. We can talk about it in my coaching. I'm not, this is not the topic of today. It's not a good or a bad thing I because I love her and she's amazing. But it shows me that I'm following a certain pattern to... Um, how I view friendships, what I'm expecting of a woman as a friend in my life. And if another woman is looking for a sister as well, it's amazing. We're a match. The vision, the loyalty, the love, the different kinds of definitions, love languages, it's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. It works. But if the other person is not looking for it, it's probably not going to work because I will be too much for that person and that person will be not enough for me, not the person themselves, not me. So this is, again, the safety thing. How am I defining it? How am I actually putting it into words? It's not about her being not enough. It's not about me not being enough. So as soon as you realize you're enough, you're whole as a person in yourself without anyone ever in your life and everyone else is just a bonus, you will view safety differently. And that's exactly, a di uh, that's exactly the same thing with being an entrepreneur or owning your business or how you view money. How, you, how have you been growing up with money? Do you, do you think it's bad to have a lot of money? Do you think it's good to have a lot of money? Does a lot of money mean more trouble, more problems? Does less money mean safety because no one will compare them to you and you will be left alone? What's the story you tell yourself? How do you view it? And depending on how you view it, you will follow a pattern. So for you, it's your exercise partly in this life to figure out your patterns, to break them, and then to repattern what you really want to have in your life. And safety is never guaranteed. There is no such freaking thing as guaranteed safety. 
The safety is that you are constantly there. You have yourself. You're your own constantly being and learning. And as long as you're there, this is the only safety to, you have to realize no matter how hard it is, no matter how dark things appear, if you choose. And sometimes this choice doesn't come fast. There, there are things you don't just decide and just do it and that's it. No, sometimes it's very emotional. Sometimes it takes time to mature into that decision, but then decide. And as soon as you matured into that decision and you decided this is safety because you didn't abandon yourself, whether it's business, your relationship, money. I mean, when a client resigns and says, oh no, sorry, and you lose, I don't know, 50K, you're like, oh, this is a lot of money to lose within a second of a decision. Are you going to abandon yourself? Are you going to cry? You're allowed to cry, cry, hate the world. I don't know. Live those emotions, let them out. Don't pressure yourself. Give yourself time and then say, okay, I had those emotions. I do feel what's the way. Don't say why, like why is ridiculous because it puts you into a victim position. You don't want the victim position. You want to live all these emotions because they are allowed to be there. You're allowed to feel them because you're a human being. You're not a machine, even though we're programming our brain. And then you look for the way. How can you handle yourself? And this is safety, whatever the topic is. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> I... This is what I did. This is what I did in business. This is what I did resigning from his business. This is what I did when he died. And like... It's always a variation, but this is what I did, you know. And that's deep. And that's, that takes a lot. Also, that takes a lot of maturity and emotional intelligence. I mean, we had it before. Not everyone is currently able to lead themselves like that through it. So what would you say has also contributed massively to you being able to handle that situation or these situations? as well as you did now. Do you mean a certain situation in particular or in general, like um, with regards to leading? I mean, would you say that your own skills, your own training, I mean, you're multiple certified too, I guess, yeah. with all the modalities you learned, like, is yeah. that something you could Ex, you 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 could have access like in this situation or is mm. it something that went like off like in those situations where there are high emotions are you able to still access your skills and how you coach others or is it like okay it's completely off and i i don't function nothing functions whatever mm -hmm. it's actually the reason why i survived i met this healer in nice she's a wonderful wonderful woman she's amazing And um, I told her, because one of the common things we had was NLP. We were talking about NLP because she's like, she did NLP in like 30 years ago. So you can count how much older she was. And we just went through this town. It's so beautiful, the small streets. And then we were talking about it. And I told her, you know, Margaret, I don't know how people actually deal with it without having done NLP. I don't know how I would have survived this if I wouldn't have coached myself. Every morning I woke up panicking for nine months. Every morning, my heart rate when I was sleeping and meditating was 130. 
And that was my peace pulse, which is like ridiculous because if this wasn't peace, but I coached myself one and a half, two hours on a spiritual level, on a level where I did constellations with my family, with parts within me, with people who are not on this earth anymore. And I do abandon myself as well. And then I clock it. I'm like, well, Lena, you just abandoned yourself. Are you sure this is worth abandoning yourself? So I do ask myself, you, you just did that. Did you just do that? Oh, yes, I did. Are you sure you want to lose that much weight because of a guy? No. Are you sure you want to sweat and get really, really bad skin and a bad heart rate because of this? I don't know how to control it. I don't know how to lead my way through it. Okay, so if I don't know, I get help. But I don't want to depend on other people. So yes, I do think that the reason why I'm here where I am today is because I do access my skills. I do the NLP, the systemic coaching, solution focus, brief therapy, everything. Like depending on the topic, depending on the severity and depending where I want to go, I will very deliberately use the tools, the methods, the the interventions, everything I need to do this. So I think I'm allowed to abandon myself because it's part of my journey. It's like, oops, uh, this is now topic. We have to look at this. You just abandoned yourself. <laughs> and then I access what I need to access. And I do that in conflict situations or where we have different opinions or where other people need my help. Because you ask, like the other part was, uh, if I can do that as well with other people, always. For me, it's even easier to do it with other people than with myself. But yes, I I allow myself to freak out because I think it's healthy to let everything out. And then I self-discipline myself. I think discipline is very important. And I think this, this is also a part of discipline. It's not just like you have to go through and you have to do this and blah, 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 blah. No, discipline is like, okay, I allow my emotions. And now I allow myself to focus back and realize what do I actually want? And actually I want to be happy. I want to live a vibrantly joyful life. I want to be gentle. I want to be soft. How can I get there? What's needed of me? Ah, this tool, this constellation, I have to talk to this part within me. Oh, I need to let that one go. It's fine. You know, and then I do it and it takes time and focus. But I think time and focus again is also how you establish some kind of safety for yourself so you see it's intertwined all of it is intertwined so so good what would you say if you don't mind sharing mm. what are indicators that show you oh i'm starting to abandon myself again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have very clear ones that's really good actually uh, i stop being talkative i start getting into my head like when i don't talk you know ooh, 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 you know Do you want to talk about it? No. So starting to talk less and get into my head, even in situations where I usually am socially intelligent, I start to be less socially, emotionally intelligent. And then it's like, ugh, I stop eating. So when I wake up in the morning and I feel like throwing up, I don't throw up, but I feel like it. And my heart is on a badly high rate again. And I start 
sweating like this is one body function that is together like I feel like throwing up I'm starting sweating oh I know that um I'm going I'm on my way or I'm already in a place where it's going to get bad and when I don't eat I know that oops I'm in that pattern where I'm starting to abandon myself because look I'm sweating throwing I feel like that I don't eat. It's a very bad combination. And if you do that for one day, two, three, four, you know, and that's it. And um, usually it starts easier. So this is the bad thing when I know, oh, oh, like I'm already halfway in. So I am very, uh, I don't usually talk about it very openly because I, I used to be shut down for this, but I have vibrantly authentic and realistic nightmares so when nightmares start i know something is getting down and then the rest of it so as soon as you as soon as you get into habits you don't usually do and you know they're not good for you and you do them anyway this is what you want to look out for for yourself it's going to be different for everyone thank you so much for sharing again <laughs> so openly and vulnerably i really appreciate your openness here um one final question before my final question oh she got two final questions i'm looking for i got two final questions yes, go What would you say if someone is new or has never before been exposed to NLP? What would you say where is a good place to start, quote unquote, NLPing yourself when you're deeply like in emotions? Because most people go into crazy panic chicken mode in their yeah. emotions and their brains just stop functioning. Like they're in complete survival mode. And how would you say if you're not trained in being emotionally intelligent and mature, how is the best way to start getting out of that? Mm. And maybe even using NLP basics for yourself. Mm. I used to be there. I couldn't do it alone. This is actually, <laughs> you too, yeah. Um, people are not going to like my reply probably, but when it's, if I take word for word, which you just said, get yourself help. Like, so many women texted me and emailed me when my a video about his death went uh, viral. So I got so many messages. And I think if it's that new and bad for you, get yourself help, whether it's a group program, some people need group programs, whether it's one-on-one coaching, get yourself someone. Because when I was there, I couldn't get out myself. And that was four years before he died. Like this is 2017, 18, we're talking about. And I went to my trainers, like there were two, a woman and a man. And I had coaching once a week or twice a week with each to handle everything that went on. And um, so this is one thing. And then the other thing is everyone does NLP every single moment, every single day. It's just not conscious. So when people say NLP is bad, I'm like, you do it constantly. The question is not what you do, it's for what you use it and how you use it. Yeah. So um, an NLP can be good and bad. Business coaching can be good and bad. Money can be good and bad. Like this is why I say in my world, 
There is no such thing as good and bad. And you can question me with the most terrific thing. I will find you an answer why this is the journey of this person and it has nothing to do with good or bad. But then again, I'm on a different train, on a different journey by now. I mean, if you would have asked me four or five years ago, this would be a completely different conversation. This would be so different. And within this one year, yeah. So um, you do NLP anyway, consciously. So when you get into that chicken thing and you start to panic, it's what everyone says. And I never really understood. I understand it now. Breathe. Seriously, breathe. Slowly find your rhythm of breathing where your heart rate goes down because you panic because you start to stop breathing. You start to breathe unregularly and this will click a picture in your brain and this picture will get bigger and bigger and this will make your panic bigger and bigger so your feelings of panic are this like unstoppable i'm just i can't do this i need someone i don't ever no you can you can by controlling your breathing reverse the picture so a picture will always spin into one direction this is your panic direction if you want to unpanic start spinning the picture into the opposite position while constantly breathing focus on your breathing because it will bring down your heart rate and once you got a little bit more calm again you will be able to access that part of your brain that says okay what exactly do i want to do do i want to panic now or do i want to do different things and this takes training again so even if you're not trained This takes training, but you can train this with the most simple things. Like when Fabian died, I started to panic just by ordering a freaking coffee. So whenever I would be new to some place, I would start to panic. Oh my God, what kind of coffee do I want? Is it milk? Is it not? Is it caramel? Is it vanilla? Is it chocolate? (gasps) So I would start to breathe. I'm like, okay, Lina, breathe. It's fine. Because you have your, you usually have a voice inside your head. Like listen to yourself, how you talk to yourself and change your inner talk and your breathing. And I was like, okay, breathe, breathe. It's fine. It's okay. So you can practice with the smallest things the problem is people want to practice usually want to practice with the big bad huge things but you if you don't practice it with the tiny small things where you also already make a difference and it does matter you won't be able to practice the big and huge things because you didn't have practice it's not enough does that make sense (laughs) it's so good i will re-listen to this episode probably a million times because it's so good and it's it's just so good it's good i'm not saying (laughs) I'm I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of you too. That's why I love being here. Thank you so oh, much. <laughs> thank you so much. So my final and now truly final question would be, Lina, yes. for you, what makes a queen of hearts a queen of hearts? Like what are her skills or character traits or ways of thinking and being and behaving? Like what makes a queen of hearts for you? Mm-hmm. I love that question. It's so good. <laughs> because this is what I'm coaching in my coaching. So I'm picking. <laughs> um, I think if you are conscious who you are, 
So it's about consciousness, not self-conscious, like self-absorbing, blah, 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 but you are your center and that's fine. And I think a certain type of consciousness is very important to know who you are, who your surrounding is. And actually the most important thing for me is a hard neck queen, a woman. Trust. Trust in yourself. Do you have... Oh my God, no way. <laughs> she just showed me. Am I allowed to say it? She just showed me a tattoo that says trust. I didn't know that. This is ridiculously amazing. I absolutely love... Oh my God, I'm good. This is so... <laughs> Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So if I would, because I was just thinking like consciousness is not the first thing I would actually say that's ridiculous because it's a consequence of something. It's a result. I think the, the main and most important thing is trust. And most people will now say, hey, yeah, what I mean with trust, <laughs> I know. I used to do acting and speaking. I, I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> Um, trust is for me trust within yourself you trust your thoughts you trust that this thought is a, a limiting one you trust that you can change the pattern you trust your feelings you trust that you can change your feelings you trust within your actions you trust that you realize when an action is aligned when it's not aligned you trust the result and that it's you trust the way that it will lead you where you are supposed and meant to be you trust your decisions and most importantly as well is you trust the outside world and what i mean with outside world is this typical the universe so you trust the signs that you see them that you read them that you don't follow them has a reason probably that's trust too when you go bad ways that is trust because apparently this is meant to lead you somewhere and i know it's not always easy um, I've been there. I've been actually much longer of my life. I've I've been leading a very difficult and hard shit kind of life instead of, oh, it's so easy. It's so intuitive and it's everything's so fine and so amazing. I haven't, no. <laughs> yeah. She's just laughing. Actually, we need to upload this video. I love your laugh. It's amazing. Yeah. So now, and I think, so the, the key thing is trust because everything comes out of trust. If you trust yourself, then you, you will trust your healing process. You will go into your identity work. You will do whatever it needs to, to, to get into your confidence. You will know that it's okay to do things to gather your competence that will make your confidence even more. So if it comes down to trust, you're only aligned. If you trust, you will be able to do and overcome and move with if you trust. So, you know. I think that's my so answer. Beautiful. <laughs> so, so beautiful. I mean, that's the reason why I tattooed it on my arm, like on my wrist. So I can see it multiple times a day. Like this is my absolute anchor because trust is like my biggest challenge in life. And I think many people feel what I'm saying. And this is why I was like, okay, yeah. I need to get this tattooed. I want this anchored in under my skin yeah. physically to remember it every day to be reminded of it every day and yeah i would just like love to thank you for this amazing juicy insightful <laughs> and deep interview i also pulled one card for us and i will just read it 
Yes. Oh, and I thank you. So, okay, read it. Oh my God, I love it. And it's a little like mantra or affirmation. And it says, when I learn to release my tight grip and surrender control, I am met with the life that I was created to live. And I would say, I mean, I, I didn't knew where this interview would go, but I mean, could it be more accurate? I doubt it. So it's amazing. It's incredible. That's wow. what I would end this amazing interview with. Thank you so, so much for being here, for sharing your genius and wisdom and heart with us. You're truly, truly, truly a queen of hearts. And I will link all the things where people can find you and book with you in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for being here, for being my first interview guest. And I'm sending you so, so much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here.